Hey, you big dummy. This is Jay from Jagger Holly, and you are in the dummy room. This is the big time, girly. This is rock and roll. Hey everybody, you're in the dummy room. I'm Jody Havnot, joined as always by Nader Die Demel. What's up, Jody? Uh, not much, dude. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Uh, another uh, bonus sode. Bonus sode. We got to quit calling them mini sodes. People are like, these are too long to be mini sodes, and they're right. This one is going to be shorter, hopefully. We can't even figure out what to call these things. <laughs> right. So basically what's going on is we just finished recording the Thursday episode, and now we're going to record some bonus materials for you guys, and uh, you're in luck because this week we're going to share some of the stuff that hit the cutting room floor, some cool stuff with like, I think we got some Joe Queer stuff, some Philip Hill, some uh, Ben Weasel, so that's going to be a whole lot of fun. Also, Nate has concocted this game we're about to play. I'm not sure what it is, but I'm excited to check it out. We're going to do the classic, um, I used to do these on the school bus when I lived in Madison, Okay. like sixth grade. We're going to do Mad Libs, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? There was a zine. Uh, I think it was called like either Mad Libs or Punk Libs or whatever, but he would, the dude would send out um, Mad Libs to bands. He would mail them out. I don't remember and that. Then, or he would ask them the words, and then, yeah, they'd, they'd bring them in, and then he'd print them. That's cool. Yeah, so he had like some bigger bands, too, that were filling them out. Cool stuff. But yeah, we used to we used to fill them out on this, you know, the back of the bus, and it was all, you know, it was all like uh, dick and dick butt and farts and, and fart. shit. Yeah, yeah. Of so course. boobs and yeah, so all the good stuff, all the important stuff in life. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's do a couple of them, man. So I'll just. Okay. Uh, what do you want to do? You want me to just pick? Um, pick which one we're doing? Yeah, sure, dude. Go ahead. You're gonna ask me for the adjectives and whatnot. Yeah. Adverbs pronouns and such okay so better unpack my adjectives unpack my adjectives i wonder if i should print (laughs) this out and write them in well what's it like you're doing it online where you fill it out and you just read it back when we're done is that what's happening i I don't even have a way to fill it out i'd have to just i have to write it down okay so let me one second here okay while you're figuring that out, let me ask you, did you listen to the Jeff Palmer and Lucy Ellis I doing did. that John Prine? What did you think of that? It came out today. I don't know dick about John Prine. Um, just don't know anything, man. Yeah. Didn't realize it was even a cover. Um, kind of a quirky song, you know? Yeah. It's funny because uh, I told you about one of these gigs I did where it's like kind of out in the sticks, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like a bunch of kind of older hippies and they want all this roots rock and kind of stonery slow jam type of stuff but that was one of the songs they had me you know i ended up i didn't have it the first time they asked for it so i got it and i brought it back for the next time i was there and it became like a regular song that got played there all the fucking time and all these older hippies would just love that shit but i never heard anything else by john prine but that song is the one song i know i thought it was kind of cool that they covered it 
in the hmm. as a kind of a tribute because apparently he just passed away, right? Yeah. So yeah, that came out today. I watched it on YouTube. I thought it was cool. Pretty faithful to the original. Yeah, they both have great voices. Like I said, I didn't know it was a cover, so it sounds like something they could have wrote. Totally. All right, man. You ready? Yeah, let's do this. Should be fun. Uh, our first and maybe our only time to ever do Dummy Room Mad Libs. <laughs> uh, yeah, folks. This whole lockdown thing, we're starting to <laughs> do a lot of extra little things and some of them are going to be cool and some of them might suck we'll see what happens with this one yes <laughs> all right i need a i need a guy's name a guy's name how about uh let's go dr frank here you go Wait. I need a woman's name. Let's go Cat Spazzy. I dreamed about a shadow disappearing from the land until the earth was baked in light and all was calm. It's funny how the universe speaks only when it chooses to and never gives the answer that you want. Retreat inside, protect 
I need a noun? A noun. Rainbow gummy dildo, of course. Reverting back to you on the school bus here. Just a little bit, but it's okay. All right. Um, I need a number. 27, dude. No, fuck that. 69, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I need a school name. What are you thinking? Rock and roll high school, probably? Rock and roll high school? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yes. Place on campus. <laughs> a place on campus? How about yeah. uh food court? Food court. No pizza, Joey. <laughs> Wheat germ and riboflavin. <laughs> um verb. Ing. Verbing. Smurfing. <laughs> Uh, how about a verb? Duh. Verbed. Verbed. Demolished. I'm trying not to uh, go super dirty like you on the school bus, but I am kind of might do that on the next one. <laughs> boobs, balls. Yeah, just uh, a bunch of bullshit like that. Greeting. <laughs> a greeting? Yeah. Uh, what's up, dude? What's up? This is going to be dumb. Are people actually listening to this and thinking we're fucking stupid right now? Yeah. Um, adjective. Adjective. Uh, let's go with shiny. Um, how about adverb? Uh, quickly. Um, adjective. Fuzzy. Verb. Past tense. Stroked. There you go. <laughs> Uh, plural noun. Plural noun. How about knockers? <laughs> I'm like slowly devolving into a sixth grader right now. <laughs> you all right, dude? Slide dog demo's got the giggles, y'all. Oh, you got me, man. Uh, verb past tense. Caressed. A noun? Mm, how about a record? Number? 27. Because we did 69 before, right? Yes. Verbing. Waxing. Oof. Nice. <laughs> um, plural noun. Um, let's do a little shout out to the Bat Bites and go with titties. See that girl sitting by the poolside Wearing a cute bikini top The second I laid my eyes on her She made me fall in love And if you take a look at her body It makes you want to see more She's a pretty blonde girl with the greatest titties I've ever seen before And if I dare to go I say hello I'll give her a big hug I'll close my eyes and hold her back To make her titties push up Against my body she's so fine Titties. Uh, knockers is funnier for some reason. Um, a number. <laughs> a number. How about thirty-three? A third. Thirty-three and a third. Okay. Uh, verb. Past tense. Licked. <laughs> this is gonna make no sense. It's great. Uh, f- fancy restaurant. Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go Burger King. Well, it depends King. on what your definition of fancy is, but 
I like the sound of Burger King. Um, adverb. Lovingly. Uh, number. How many numbers are in this thing? <laughs> About a seven inch. Seven inch. Okay. Well, uh, special event. We're almost done. Gnome con. Uh, noun. Strap on. <laughs> <laughs> and a verbing. Thrusting. <laughs> Last one. Uh, we need a noun. A noun. How about sly dog? <laughs> That's like a adjective slash noun. All right. We are complete. I will tell you what the title of this is. Okay. It's titled How They Met. Okay. And should we do it after? We could do it after a little bonus footage. That might be cool. a cool way to do it. <laughs> All right. So coming up after this little uh, bonus material, we'll find out how Dr. Frank and Cat Spazzy met. Check this out. Something else, man. I love Norm. I love those guys. Paul, number one. I've actually got a few picks right here in my studio. Paul, number one. So uh, they're good guys. Lo- yeah. Always love those guys. Yeah, Paul's a Paul's a supporter, listener, and he's yeah he's always quick with a, a nice comment to us. So yeah, he's yeah. great. Yeah, oh, they were great. Matter of fact, I saw him. He came down. He couldn't hang at the show, but he came down to say hi um, at that Green Bay show. So. Um, yeah, one of the old guys and, and Mitch the sound man and all that stuff. It's funny you mentioned Mitch. God, Mitch was like, oh, God, Mitch the sound guy at Concert Cafe, man. That's going back there. I remember I kind of laughed when you said that because 
he was such a big part of that place. I don't know yeah. where he ended up, but yeah, Mitch, the sound guy, everybody knew him. Yeah. So. You know, Tom told me once that not that long ago that Mitch recorded every single show. He's got tapes of every band that ever played there. You know, that strikes a chord. Yeah, I remember he used to always say he was recording us, and I, I kind of didn't pay attention. Wow, he must have some really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, everybody played there. It was, yeah. Well, you know, going through there, I mean, it's a good attitude to have because look at the bands like we played at um, the uh, Metro in Chicago, and like I think there was four bands, and the first band was Alkaline Trio, and then, um, you know, we've had so many bands through the years and you don't know who's going to be the next Green Day or whatever. Yeah. And um, so who knew Blink-182 would get big or something? So it's kind <laughs> of a good attitude because, you know, or even Fallout, Fallout Boy. Um, I remember we played with those guys with Less Than Jake. Fallout Boy was the opening band. And I was backstage with... Uh, one of them, I don't know who it was, one of the hippie guys, and he goes, I can't fucking believe this. I joined the band nine months ago, and here I am sitting backstage next to Joe Queer. I mean, this is unreal. I was like, oh, dude, I wish I had that on tape. You know, the guy from <laughs> Fallout Boy. And I didn't even know him, and I called him Fallout Guy. So uh, when I was on stage, it was a big show, too. But, uh, but yet, you know, I think it's cool that they, they kind of hit it. Because they came from, you know, they would open up for bands. You know, I saw them playing. I mean, Good Charlotte, they were a studio, you know, label-created band or um, All-American Rejects. But yet bands like Fallout Boy, you know, they, they were down in the trenches. They at least opened up for the queers. You know, they played. Yeah. They, they put their dues in. So um, I respect that. And I'm always happy to see bands like that make it. Um, some 41 they opened up for us and and uh, blink and you know so you know anyway getting back to that thing with mitch like you never know i mean a lot of these bands aren't <laughs> you know you're looking at me like they're not that good afi or something they opened up for us or offspring and then yeah. all of a sudden like they they get hit it big so yeah i could see where it would be a good idea to to tape them so yeah. is that guy mitch still around i don't i don't think so no i heard he's no, I th no, I'm thinking Eric. I'm, I'm thinking uh, Eric Simple. He's the one that kind of disappeared, found found Jesus, and and left the, the scene. I guess. Oh, uh, Mitch was pretty old. I mean, I don't know yeah, if he's he was always, you know, very, you know, did a good job though. But I seem to think I think I asked Tom where Mitch was, and he said he's still around. I believe, which is hmm. cool. So, um, but yeah, I mean, he must have some gems. One time I was in a studio in Malibu and um, I was walking backstage and it was owned by Giza X. Remember the name Giza X, like the old L.A. punk scene from the 70s, Giza yeah. X. Um, I don't even know if it's a, I think it's a lady, but I don't even know. But anyway, <laughs> that person owned the studio and I was walking backstage, back uh, going to the men's room, I mean, and um I, they had like these old tapes from the whiskey. They had the germs live at the whiskey, one inch, eight track. I was like, oh God, they had a black flag in there. The original tapes, you know, I was wow. like, oh, fucking hey, this is cool. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I wish I had recorded some of, of those bands we played with. So um, I bet he's got some good stuff. I mean, hey, at the Rat, I saw the, the police play on a Wednesday night in front of 43 people. 
Nobody even <laughs> knew them. I smoked pot Jeez. with uh, Andy Summers and Stuart Copeland. I, I asked them if they want to smoke a joint. We sat out, we stood <laughs> out in front of the rat and smoked a joint. That's a true story. And um, I always wanted to see them afterwards and remind them of that. But uh, one time I was seeing the Ramones and when I lived in Venice Beach and uh, 79, I think it was. And, um, and I was walking outside the Palladium, the Ramones. It was mobbed out there before they opened the doors. It was an afternoon show. And I was walking through the crowd and I bumped into someone and I looked down and it's Joan Jett. Honestly, you know, oh, she was producing the germs and shit. And I go, hey, Joan Jett. And she, she turns around to me and she sticks a, uh, gives me the finger right in my face. And she goes, yeah, Joan Jett, fuck you. So, <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to meet her and see her and remind her of that. But, uh, yeah, I never forget that. She's real short. But um, she's she's something else, though. Richie was telling me he opened up a show for her, Richie Ramone. And we were talking about it. She has so many hits, Joan Jett. When oh, you, really? you know? I mean, God, just so many of those songs. And a few of them are covers. A lot of I them love are covers. Girl, that's a cover, Crimson and Clover. And um, But me and Richie were talking. He goes, dude, it's just unreal how many hits she has but anyway that was kind of cool seeing her out there <laughs> oh yeah i forgot that man so yeah man she was on the runaways they were great. Yeah, yeah i never saw them i never saw them i wish i did but um i remember seeing the germs they were horrible horrible <laughs> i don't doubt that <laughs> horrible but yet they had a huge following and um black flag i saw them before rollins and um so it was kind of cool to see some of these bands still playing and and some of those bands made it x and all that stuff i saw them many times i never liked them too much but uh but anyway yeah that was uh it was a fun scene back then i was lucky because i got to see the east coast stuff and then the west coast so you know the whiskey and stuff like that the undertones and and um you know blondie and all that stuff at the whiskey a go-go so it was it was pretty cool to see some of those small bands that got big in small places like the police and stuff yeah. like that yeah so, yeah hey, did so, you ever see the misfits back in the day joe no 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 i i was so into the ramones once i got into them like most ramones fans once they love the ramones that's all we liked really sort yeah. of and i liked Astro Zombies, I think it is. Isn't that one of their songs? Yeah. yeah. It's a ripoff of I Love Her So. But anyway, I always thought Danzig's voice sounded like an opera singer trying to sing punk. And I just, I'm one of the few people I know that don't, I never got into the Misfits that much. And um, I respect them and I understand why people like them, but I was never, I don't know, I compared them to the Ramones and I just never liked him that much and i never went to see him because of his voice drove me crazy but yeah. almost everybody i know loves him so i but i never did see him i mean i didn't deliberately not go i just never had the chance to see him because i certainly would have you know but yeah. um never uh never saw them back in the day so yeah hey what's your craziest Gigi story well he's from new hampshire so, oh, yeah. you know he would always have an ad in the paper Gigi and the jabbers needs bass player or guitar player or whatever <laughs> so he was in manchester and then me and don my bass player went up and met him and he was like a button-down shirt his wife sandy was cute lived like a yuppie he was like a yuppie guy and uh 
I remember being there talking to him. My buddy Don's like, hey, Gigi, what's this in the in the like China cabinet? I'm telling you guys, he was living like a yuppie. And um, <laughs> he's like, hey, Gigi, what's that? It was a bottle of whiskey. And he goes, well, it's whiskey. And Don's like, oh, he was an alcoholic who died years ago on a motorcycle. But anyway, so he's like, can I have some? So we're up there to meet Gigi and maybe join his band. And Don gets shit-faced and passes out drunk on his couch. <laughs> and then Gigi would drum... And Don was on bass and I was on guitar. And we'd go get Gigi and we'd drive down to the beach and we would we could practice in a place I worked in during the summer. I had the key and we could, no heat, but we could go in there and practice. And so Gigi was the drummer. And one time in there, um, Don went up to the, you know, there's a restaurant bar. And so he got whiskey drunk there and he came down and he's like, giving me and Gigi shit because he, he wanted us to play Leonard Skinner songs. He was kind of a redneck guy. And me and Gigi were like, no, no, we want to play Ramones and, you know, all that shit. And so yeah. Don got shit-faced and he was a big guy too. So we finally got him out of the restaurant, closed it up, and I had a 65 AMC Rebel, right? So Gigi's sitting riding shotgun. I'm behind in the driver's seat. Don jumps up on the fucking hood of the thing. And he's like, I'll put my... <laughs> fucking foot right through this windshield you faggots and he's saying shit like this and he was big too and he jumps down and as god is my witness he fucking grabbed my side mirror on my side and it was like in the movies he just grabbed onto it with his right hand pulled it back he didn't wrestle with it with two hands he didn't wrestle with the thing he just went down pulled it off the whole mirror with the screws hanging out of it like just grabbed the thing like a gigantor <laughs> And he throws it down the fucking street about a hundred fucking yards. And Gigi goes, let's get out of here. And so we fucking roared <laughs> off the left side down there. And I stopped and grabbed my mirror. It was on the side of the road. And we took it off. But Gigi was terrified at dawn, man. And, uh, and I remember driving one time. Gigi, we had a little cassette player in the front seat. And Gigi was in the back seat. So he's like, hey, I want to play. My new song for you guys, Sherry Love Affair. I don't know how much you're into Gigi, but it's one of his lesser songs. Yeah. So we played it, and Don's sitting there riding shark and drinking a beer, and uh, the song stops. And you know, I was like really impressed that he had, you know, he had a, a record out. At, you know, in the '70s, to me, it was quite a big thing to get a vinyl record of your own out. Yeah. yeah. And so the song stops, and and he goes, "What do you guys think?" And I mean, I didn't like it, but I was still impressed that he, you know was recording and stuff because I had never even recorded then. And Don goes, let's face it, Jeege. That's what he called him. Jeege. <laughs> let's face it, Jeege. That sucks. That song sucks. Jeege <laughs> was really crushed. It was fucking funny, man. Don. Oh, man. But Jeege was a good drummer. He was a great drummer. Sure. He was like Keith Moon. He was a good guy, man. He was. I, we would talk just like we're talking. And yeah. I always felt bad when he went into that crazy sucking guy's dicks and pissing his mouth he went crazy because we would talk about the monkeys and he loved the Ramones of course and um and the turtles and you know Beatles and Stones and he really loved rock and roll and um so he was quite a bit different than what his public persona is right. but I, I always found him to be a super nice guy yeah yeah I was always curious what you, because you knew him before he started taking shits on stage and all that. Yeah. What did you think when he started doing all that crazy fucking shit? I, I felt bad for him because I knew he was doing it. He would, you know, do anything he could to get famous. 
Yeah. And that was the only way he was going to get famous Damn. was to do these crazy zany antics. And then he, he kind of became that person. Yeah. But when I would talk to him, the few times I saw him, he was always just like this normal as hell, but he looked like shit. And he died at Johnny Puke's house, you know, Johnny right. from Cletus. He died there. Johnny said, no, they were just partying, talking about him going to, on tour to Europe. And they just said, all right, let's crash. And he came down in the morning and he had given up the ghost. So I just felt bad when he had gone, done that stuff. I just, I just felt it was kind of sad and yeah. pathetic. But I, you know, that's what he's known for. But yeah, he was a really knowledgeable guy about music and, and um, loved the whole thing. He was a good drummer. I, I, I liked him, but I knew him on a whole different level than that, what he had become. Yeah. So. I did tell him that I had a song I was working on called I Knew Gigi When He Was a Wimp, and he absolutely loved that. He loved that. <laughs> he loved the idea of that. He goes, that's fucking excellent, dude. So uh, last time I saw him in person was at The Rat. Him and Merle came in. Not one person knew Gigi in there except me. And they went up and said hey to him, and then they walked out. That, it was a Friday night. It was the last time I ever saw Gigi. So, uh, yeah, I, I think... He had some great songs, but I, I don't know. He was just known for that kind of zany shit. Yeah. I, I just thought it was kind of sad from knowing the guy to him being known for this, you know, crazy nut. So it's kind of sad. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Hey, one one quick question for you. Uh, I saw, you know, you know, the band The Crumbs. Um, they did a three night thing in green bay once like a thursday friday no it was a friday saturday sunday night thing and you guys played the sunday night they opened for you and the nobodies what was that the crumbs yeah 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 and um i don't know if you remember but after on that sunday night show you guys played i think it was the nobodies um you come outside the alley you know and my friend audrey and me were out there and one of her friends, and she's like, hey, Joe, and you're like, hey, how's it going? And she's like, we're going to the porn shop. You want to come? And you went over there with us. <laughs> I did? Oh, yeah. you know what? I remember the show because I remember, believe it or not, there was the other guy named Mitch there, the blonde-haired guy, not the sound guy. There was this other guy that would work the door sometimes, kind yeah. of a Green Bay Packers-type fan guy. Yep. And I remember he was he was uh, tagging me into the alley and I was in a bad mood because me and Hugh were fighting and B-Face. And I hit the pole coming in that afternoon. I remember that. And I remember we walked over there. You guys asked me. And it was just a few doors down, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like, yeah, pretty much right outside there. Right. Yes. I remember, Yeah, that's that's funny. I, I, I haven't thought of it since we did that. But I remember that, that walking over there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, it was, uh, she was just a cool chick. And she was just like he'll go with us. And it's like, whatever. And then it was like, holy shit. Like we weren't even going to go. I think it was just a thing to see if, if you would go, you know, just try to get your attention or something uh, <laughs> from her, you know? And yeah, yeah I didn't, I, I'm really not a porn guy, <laughs> but, um, you know, most, a lot of the guys are, it's, you know, strip clubs and shit. I never yeah. liked. I do remember that. It was right next door. She's just, a very attractive girl though. So that probably didn't hurt. <laughs> you uh, wanting to go over there yeah maybe that was it but i i remember <laughs> that i remember that show with the crumbs too yeah they were they could have been a good band too you know yeah yeah they, yeah. they were a good band i thought molly and chris wanted us to go in the studio with them in florida so we went in me and hugh and so 
the problem with them was they were punker than everybody. So we're like, all right, well, let's fucking, that's a great song, man. All right, let's tune up and go. And they're like, oh, we've got to fucking tune. Are we going to do a glockenspiel fucking solo on this with the flute, Joe? And it was too bad because they really, if they had stayed together, I really liked that band. They had a good thing going. But um, they just never sort of hit their stride. Right. So, um, yeah, but yes. I, remember that. I remember that, though. It was a Sunday, right? Wasn't it a Sunday, yep. right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's funny small world but uh, they, yeah they, yep. they played three shows and friday night they're just when they weren't playing they were at the the bar right next to it you know the speakeasy yes yeah all night and then saturday the same thing all day that's all they did they didn't go do anything else in green bay and then uh yeah sunday i remember going in there at like noon just to because i didn't have anything to do and they're sitting in the bar drinking and I remember going over there and kind of meeting them a little bit. And this one of those girls, you know, a couple of those girls in Green Bay that like bands. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it just came right over and winked at, I think it was Raph. And they just yeah. went out to the van and it was like, holy shit, this is the, the rock and roll lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Rafe Raph. He was always picking uh, chicks, always liked him back then. <laughs> I still see him out in L.A., you know, he lives in Long Beach or something. I still see him. He'll text me when we're going out. Hey, I need guest list. Okay, no problem. But um, JJ from the Nobodies was like that too. My God, <laughs> be at some place, and all of a sudden I go, "Where's JJ?" That girl, the cute girl from the lobbies, out giving him a blowjob, and I was like, "Jeez, Louise, man!" <laughs> and uh, you know, a lot of those bands that could have made it, Weston or whoever, they just smoking pokes. I thought it was going to be huge, and then it's good they're back, but they just kind of you know, disappear. They just weren't in yeah. it long haul. So, um, I don't know, but when we broke up me, Hugh and B face, we had a three album deal from epitaph on the table, you know, right after uh, Don't oh. down. Yeah. They had fl- Mr. Brett flew me and Hugh out. We met Chris Fields had done the last tour with Hugh and B face and me. And, um, he came up and we, uh, Mr. Brett and Gina, his now wife, wined and dined us. And we had a three-album deal on the table. And so instead of being the fucking most happy guys in the world, because we had Epitaph warned us, and I knew we had hit our, our stride with Don't Back Down. I said, that's it. That's as far, that's our the Beach Boys' good vibration for us. We're, we've got to go to a, you know somewhere else. We're not. It's time to leave. B-Face and Hugh fought me tooth and nail and were calling me delusional and an asshole because I wanted to, you know, I said, we got to go to Epitaph. And they're like, fuck you, we're not leaving. Look, you're a fucking idiot. And I'm like, the only guy in 1997 in a punk rock band that would not jump at the chance to go over to, to Epitaph for a three album. And he was going to advance us up to $50,000 an album. I'm not shitting you guys. Wow. I was, Damn. Dude, and these guys fought me tooth and nail. And at that point, it really broke my heart, and I was just like, whatever, dude. So after that, Hugh got cancer. But can you imagine not going on Epitaph? I was like, come on. But the main thing was we weren't getting along. I think a lot of it was that it was my idea. So it, we're at that point where we're not doing stuff we obviously should do. I was like, forget it. We're arguing about anything. We should have been the happiest guys in the world. We hated each other. So it was really <laughs> sad how that ended. But I'll tell you one thing, you guys, not to go into this whole thing, but when we got Chris Fields on bass, he is a really, really, really good bass player. We mm-hmm. stepped into the next level of this band 
We didn't have Hugh. We had a lesser drummer, Steve from Darlington. He was okay. Dangerous Dave's okay in rhythm. But Chris could sing. And we stepped up a ball game. And that band, we would do some shows on that first tour without Hugh and B-Face where it was unreal. We brought the house down. Oh, yeah. And it was funny. We, you know, I missed Hugh and B-Face, but yet we could never sound that good. And and from that level on, that time on, we've gotten to a different level and really never looked back. But the early days with Hugh and B-Face, I miss them. But to be honest, we only played a few good songs. We were always drunk and hungover or fighting and tired. And <laughs> it was just a mess, most of it. That's how I see those days. Yet people are nostalgic for them. So, you know, but yeah. I... I just, you know, that tour we did with the first one with Chris and Dave and Steve, we were killer on that tour. God, Definitely. it was so fun, you know. So, uh, but it's funny, you know, it's funny how things work out. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Actually, uh, that was one of the first times I got to hang out with you for more than like two two minutes. Uh, you guys had played the High Point, and there's this little Del Taco right next door. Oh. And so everybody, we were all over there, and you guys were, you know, we were just eating tacos and burritos and shit for like. That was like the first time I got to hang out with you for like maybe like, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes, whatever. Yeah, that was the place, the high point. We only played there twice, once with the smugglers and then once on our own, I think. Yeah. Someone. Yeah, I remember that place well because the windows wouldn't go up and it was so fucking hot in that place. I couldn't believe it. And the load in was fucking brutal up those stairs. Yeah. But yet those shows were packed. I remember that. Uh, smugglers were going on. It was so hot, and they were wearing those stupid boots. Yeah, <laughs> the smugglers. <laughs> yeah, it was unbelievable. I was like, I, I, we were like, don't go backstage. It smells like shit because of their fucking boots and all that shit. But I remember the high point. Wasn't it? What's over that? The Sitco sign or some big, it's a big, huge like, Amico sign. Amico, that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, sure. I remember that that, that vividly. Yeah, fucking hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. I tell you guys, the Smugglers were one of those fucking bands we toured with. I remember touring with them and MTX, and we played at Philly at the Trocadero in Philly, and that was a big place. I remember watching those guys. I was up in the balcony watching them, and I couldn't believe that we were headlining over them. Those guys sounded so good, and there was such a great band, the Smugglers and MTX back then. Both yeah. those bands were so fucking good. It was unbelievable. I mean, damn, they were fucking great bands. Yeah. And uh, we, this is a true story, too, man. We walked on stage. The lights go down. There was a line of people around the block and down the corner. It sold out. It was like, I think, 12, 1,400 people. We walked on stage. As God is my witness, the crowd roared like, bro. I turned around to look behind me and I said, is Joey Ramon? I don't know why I thought of him, but I said, is Joey here? And it was for us. And I, I was dumbfounded that they cheered for us. I couldn't fucking believe it because I just thought we were so lame. We never, we never, I never felt good when we got off stage. I just thought we, we were never in the groove till Chris came in and then Dave. And then we, we turned the corner with the bass player and we got so much better musically so uh, it was funny, but I'll never forget that show. But those guys, man, did you guys see them much, the Smugglers? I saw them a few times, saw yeah. saw a couple times, yeah. They were always good, but I'm telling you, they could be fucking great when they were in the pocket and in the groove. God, were they a fun fucking yeah. band. What was that song they had, Especially You? I oh, think? Yeah. yeah. That's a hit, that's, man. Yeah. Oh, 
God, they were so good. But that's where, you know, Nico Case, that's where she came from. Lisa Marr, that whole Mint Records gang. But um, High Fives, that was another band we toured with. And my God, they were fucking on fire every night. They were such a good band that people don't really pay attention to these days. But they were amazing. Did you guys see them? I saw them. Yeah. I think twice. Yeah. Yeah. They were great. Yeah. Unfortunately, they they would be hit or miss with uh, fighting. They were, they were yeah. fighting and <laughs> fighting, and so that would affect them. But boy, when they were on, man, we did a good cross country Canada tour with them, and they were they were fucking amazing too. It's funny because they ended in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, at the Elvis Room where we lived in Portsmouth, and so Jesse, the bass player, was off drinking. He was an alcoholic, great guy. We got along with him the best. Chris was real uptight, and John Dennery and stuff, good guys, but. They didn't like they didn't like Jesse. So Chris call, comes up to me. And he's like, dude, we are really worried. We've got to call the cops. And I said, why? And they're like, Jesse's disappeared. We're very worried about him. And I was like, in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, the only thing you got to worry about is getting bitten by a rabbit or something. You cannot get in because <laughs> they were like, we don't know if he got mugged or something. And I was like, where do you think you are? We're in fucking New Hampshire. Couldn't get mugged in a month of Sundays in this fucking town. And I'll never forget that. And that was the last night. I think they broke up that night. That was the end of it. Hugh was going to join them and drum on the way home. I guess Jesse was on drums or something. I can't remember. But, yeah, they were a good band, too. But um, it's funny, all those great bands. And you don't really, you know, I don't see those guys much anymore, you know. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so uh, my dog's in, my wife put the dog in here in the control room, and now she's starting to bark about something. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, yeah. Well, you guys, I guess I'll go. I'm gonna yeah. start working. Thanks so much song, again, but, Joe. Yeah, Appreciate yeah, thanks. it. Thanks. Uh, I'll I'll hit you up when um when the album's coming out when we do like you know we release a song or two so you guys can play it first you know. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. But thanks so much for doing it. And um, if anything's up, just hit me up, Nate or Jody. You know, okay. just email me or something or text or whatever. Yep. I'll be in touch, man. All right. Thanks oh, so much, Joe. Cool. All right. Thanks, you guys. Take care. Have a All good right. night. You too. You too. Bye. Thanks. There you have it, a little bonus material we had in the vault of us with the one and only Joe Queer from the infamous Queers. Um, yeah. Pretty cool. Definitely. So what do we got next, dude? You reading this thing? I don't know, man. Okay, I haven't read through this yet, so I don't know how stupid this is going to be. I'm assuming it's going to be stupid, but that's kind of the point, right? Yes, so here we go. Wait, what's when it titled Dr. again? Frank... I already forgot. How They Met. How They Met. Okay. When Dr. Frank met Cat Spazzy, it was <laughs> it was Rainbow Gummy Dildo at 69 seconds. <laughs> Damn, Nadich got the giggles tonight. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right there, Dominatrix. This is gonna be tough. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you gonna be able to get through this, dude? I hope so. All right. Okay, so just start from the top. Take us back. All right. Let me take a drink here. Hold on. Yeah, man. Get yourself a drink. Take a deep breath. Maybe a couple rips if you need to. You got this. I got faith in you, man. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to try to get through this. Okay. I really didn't know where this was going. Okay. Uh, when Dr. Frank met Cat Spazzy, it was Rainbow Gummy Dildo at 69 site. 
he saw her at Rock and Roll High School as she was standing next to the food court, smurfing to another friend (laughs) of his. He demolished over (laughs) to say, what's up, dude? Introduced himself and asked her her name. She was so shiny. Hi there, she said quickly. My name is Cat Spazzy. She had seen him around and thought he was super fuzzy. They stroked <laughs> <laughs> They stroked for a while and then exchanged knockers. Later, he caressed to ask her out on a record. On their 27th date, they went waxing and had titties of fun. <laughs> the 33 and a third time they licked out, <laughs> he took her to Burger King since things were going so lovingly. On their seventh date, he invited her to his gnome con. After that, they were officially a strap-on, and he started thrusting <laughs> her. <laughs> oh fuck! Started thrusting her as his slide dog. <laughs> started thrusting her like he does slide dog demo. What? Oh man, some of those. That was pretty bad. <laughs> a little rough, but hey, what are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> D-U-M-M-Y-R-O-O-M, D-U-M-M-Y-R-O-O-M. You are hanging out in the dummy room. Like swell, we have the 
face here hanging in the dummy room where LSD makes you smarter. Alright, let's do another one quick before the next bonus thing. Okay. Alright, I'm not going to tell you what this one is either. Okay. Alright, I need a uh, instrument. Cowbell. I need a plural noun. Mm, dongs. <laughs> uh, adjective. Slimy. Plural noun again. How about kitties? Uh, adjective. Bald. Uh, musical or music genre. Uh, let's go mumble rap just to be fucking terrible. Oh, wait, no. Let's go horror punk. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say which one's worse. Uh, um, sound. Queef. <laughs> so stupid. I think that one will work. Uh, emotion. Any motion. Um, elation. Elation. Uh, name. I think it's a person's name they're looking for. Mm, should I go with Nasty Nate? Yes. Sure, I should. Uh, instrumentalist. Ravi Shankar. We need another one. So we need a name, person's name. Okay. Another person's name. I'll take this one on me. Since I put you into this mess, I'll go into it too. Uh, another instrumentalist. I don't know if that's just... I think it's anybody who plays, probably. Okay, so the instrumentalists, what they're looking for is just an instrument. Oh. Like the drummer or the Okay, guitar player. player. First one? The other one was going to be the lead instrument. You had Robbie Shanker. Oh, so we just need like a guitar or whatever? Yeah, any instrument. Bass player. Okay, and then another one. Drummer. What else do you need? Nothing. You're good. (laughs) Uh, Adjective Adjective Horny Oh no (laughs) Oh no Uh, Yeah Is this about us? I forgot it's about us Type of relative 
third cousin. And a name? Let's put Heather into this mix, the dummy room mom. (laughs) Sorry, Heather. Um, I don't know what this is going to be about, so if it's bad, my apologies up front. (laughs) Sorry in advance. I keep all my scales covered up, but every once in a while they open up. And you said you saw me hold up for so long, so it's pretty obvious that something's wrong. Mm, let's just go love since we love love songs so much plural noun plural noun um, how about eyeball nipples and a little tribute to Danzig eyeball nipples sure why not oh my god I'm, I'm telling you right now I'm not going to make it through part of this <laughs> Great. Um, uh, famous person famous person Maybe now we use Philip Hill. What did we use him before? No, we didn't use okay, him. Yeah. Let's drag him into this one. Yeah. Uh, verb? Verb. Uh, skate. And a place. Last one. How about Madison? No, lacrosse. All right. This one's going to be real fucked up. <laughs> 
<laughs> should we, uh... Well, I think we should maybe play another bonus piece, let you kind of prepare yourself to read that yeah. fucking thing. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, let's, uh, let's do something with Phil since we dragged his ass into this one. Okay. Drapes are people too, they just look different. Maybe Crybaby can sing. Something cool, something hap. And where did you learn those vulgar jazz words? It's those jukebox records she listens to. Hey Phil, tell us a story about um when you were almost the lead singer of the Misfits. Oh yeah, okay, so this would have been back... It was when they were on Warp Tour, so whatever year that was... Um, 99 or 2000 or something like that whenever they had uh des Godina on guitar and marky ramon on drums and they also had robo uh doing half of the set and uh so i was there just you know hanging out we weren't playing or anything and uh i was hanging out with marky backstage and i've known those guys for a long time we played a bunch of shows with them back in the day and so uh Jerry only comes over to me and he's like, Hey Phil, are you going to be at any more of these things? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know, maybe. And then he said, would you want to get up and sing for us, man? Like we could really <laughs> use you up there. And I was like, really? You know, like you, you guys probably know the misfits are like my favorite right. all time favorite band, you know, yeah. the old Glenn Danzig stuff is huge for me. And so I was like blown away. He kind of caught me off guard because I, I didn't think he was going to say that, you know? And so I was like, well, Give me a second to think about it, man. You know, I, this is a, like a huge thing for me, so uh, I'll let you know. So then I, I went and kind of told a bunch of people that I knew that were there that Jerry had asked me that, and I, I kind of started celebrating, I guess, or something. I started getting drunk, and uh, <laughs> eventually, I don't, I don't know. I came back to their little bus that they had, and I, I had it fully in my mind that I needed to set him straight on a few things. So I came in and I said, "All right, look." If you want me to sing for you, that's cool. But I want to practice and, and you know be good because that shit you guys are doing right now is horrible, man. And I, and and as I'm telling him this right to his face, shit faced, Marky Ramone's sitting right behind him with a shit eating grin on his face, loving every second of it. Like he he couldn't believe somebody was actually just telling Jerry the truth, you know, like right to his face. And uh, and I said, you know, and if you don't want me to sing, man. Let me write you a record, cause this shit that you're doing is fucking this horrible. I said this. You guys are supposed to be scary, man. This is about as scary as a Saturday morning cartoon, dude. Like you gotta get serious. Like this shit sucks. And I just, I, and he was like, Jerry only is a class act, dude. If you've ever met him, and like he's the friendliest guy, super down to earth. And he's like, okay, yeah, man. Well, we've got your information. We'll definitely stay in touch. And this sounds like a really great. And you know, just Marky's back there, just laughing silently right behind Jerry, shaking his head like, dude, you got the biggest balls I've ever seen, dude. Just walk in here, just let him have it with the truth. Yeah, <laughs> and and obviously nothing came to pass right. from all that. But so, uh, yeah, yeah I kind of shot got myself. Got a little harder to get then. Yeah, but we're we're totally still friends and shit. I've seen him many times since then, and he's always super friendly and everything. But you know, I, I kind of <laughs> totally embarrassed myself, I think, by doing that. But right. hey, I told him what I thought. You know, I gotta say I was honest. Yeah. But um, but another funny thing that happened that same day as I was out there kind of celebrating, you know, kind of gassing myself up to talk to Jerry more about it. Um, 
some people came up that were Teen Idols fans or whatever, and they wanted to take a picture with me, and nobody was around to take the picture, and so they grabbed some old guy they grabbed that was standing around, hey, will you take a picture? It was fucking Robo. (laughs) And, And I'm like... Dude, I, I instantly felt like shit. Like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, he was totally friendly and took the picture and everything was, he just shook their hands and said, oh, thank you. And so after they left, I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. I don't think they realized who you are, you know? And he was like, I don't care. Like, the guy has no ego at all. Like, yeah. he's the most humble, down to earth dude. But I felt like a total piece of shit that they didn't realize who he was. <laughs> hey, man, Teen Idols. That shit was happening. Yeah, that was kind of at the same time the, the Misfits were kind of shitty. Yeah, it was right about that uh, Project 1950. Yeah, you know, like yeah. it was during that time frame, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, dude. So yeah, yeah. that's my Misfits uh, lead singer, of the Misfits story. I kind of fucked myself on that one. Would you have like <laughs> grown out a big devil lock and shit had you gotten that gig? Mm, I kind of already. Phil Hill? I, I kind of already had that going on, but it was always slick back in a pompadour. Right. I always had my bangs were always down to about my chin anyway. Yeah, I just kept it all swept back. But uh, I, I probably would have, you know, adopted a little bit of their look. I think that would have been totally amazing and fun oh, yeah. to do. But yeah, the a... truth, the the truth serum, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> fucked me over on that one. Yeah, but still. You could... That's Tell awesome. the story of almost being the singer for the Misfits. How many people could say that, you know? Yeah, I can I can mark that down on the book. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> story time with Phil Hill, brought to you by Yay. Gummy Dildos. <laughs> get yourself yeah. on. You need to get a you need to get a book deal or something, man. Your totally. your story is it's you got too many stories. Before I forget them all, it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that shit was so and, like hotcakes, man. <laughs> and you haven't even told us the the dirty stuff. I don't think so. Oh yeah, this is all the clean stuff. <laughs> yeah. Don't uh. get anybody in trouble. The tell all book, I'm all for it. <laughs> I think oh he'd be God. he'd be the one getting in trouble. Yeah. So. Uh, oh yeah, we don't want to get Absolutely. Phil in trouble. Yeah, I saw the the dirt that Molly Crew the dirt on Netflix. I'm like, yeah, these pussies. <laughs> you know, totally. This is like an average weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bush leaguers. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we got time for any other stories you got, man. I could space them oh, out. Oh, man. I'll have to write this shit down and think about it because yeah. I, I was thinking of some good ones the other day and, and it totally slipped my mind. Yeah. Well, so, hey, let me. I got to ask you. I know your work, you kind of have a normal job, but guys you work around, I don't know how these things are. They, they talk to you. You ever tell them these stories and shit? And... Some, yeah, because. Some are just too wild. Yeah, they're like, this guy's making shit up now. You know, <laughs> they don't right. believe me. But uh, something that did happen to me once at work, uh, we were working in a hospital, and I had these just regular construction worker guys with me on the crew, you know, and, and this punk guy is walking down the hallway. I, I think he's just there to visit, you know, a hospital patient or something. And he walks by me and he looks at me and, you know, I just, I, usually I'm wearing a baseball cap and khakis and just, I don't look like myself at work, you know, yeah. but this guy's walking by, he keeps looking at me, he walks by like four or five times and he just keeps looking at me. And then finally, 
the other guys start to notice him like what the fuck is this weird dude keep walking by and staring at us man and i was like i don't know so then finally he just comes straight up to me and he goes hey man i just wanted to say i really enjoyed all the music that you've given us over the years and everything and then i just wanted to shake your hand and he, he walked away and those dudes looked at me and go damn you were you were not bullshitting this all these stories you tell us that's for real and i was like yeah like, damn, that's crazy. I wish we would have known that. We would have stepped in back and said, well, we're his bodyguards. You can't get close <laughs> to this man. You know, <laughs> $20 for an autograph, motherfucker. That's right. They're going to start cashing in on this somehow. <laughs> Something funny that did happen in Chicago once, and it's another Jerry-only story, is uh, Jerry was in town, and, and there was a like a punk rock clothing store called The Alley in Chicago. Yeah. And he was doing like an autograph signing in this like an in-store appearance or whatever and uh i went down there just to say hi to jerry and shit you know and there's a line like fucking all the way down like three blocks long of these kids coming in wanting to get jerry only's picture and autograph and everything so i go up to the guy that's kind of you know security at the door and I said i'm not here for all that i'm here to shop and he was like okay just go ahead in <laughs> so i just walked cut all the way through the line and i went right to the front and i was like jerry what's up and he, he looks up and he goes phil what's going on man you know and all this kind of he starts shaking my hand from across this crowd of people and uh some dude turns around and he goes oh my god philip aaron presley like he was obviously a weasel <laughs> fan he recognized me from yeah. weasel and and jerry saw that happen he goes what the fuck you know like <laughs> these guys know who you are and shit and so he goes phil get back here sign some autographs i'm like no 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 and this is your gig i'm just <laughs> here to say hi and you know it, it was weird it put me on the spot like all of a sudden people are looking at me like who the fuck is this guy <laughs> but i guess a, co a couple of people knew me from weasel or something like that but it's awesome but i wasn't about to go steal jerry's thunder i don't think he'd like that at all yeah <laughs> he wouldn't even let you be in a band after something like that Yep. Steal his thunder, tell <laughs> him to practice. Thunder. Yeah. Like, you need to practice and every time write some he sees real Phil, He's like, God damn this guy. He's a fucking asshole. <laughs> uh, oh man. Those I I know you got a hundred stories. Write them down, man. So next yeah. time you come oh, back you can Yeah, yeah. I want yeah, you to got... come back and do a uh do a Teen Idols album review with yeah, us. Yeah, you gotta do that. Oh my god, okay. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be fun. Yeah, sometime. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've definitely. Been, I've been wanting to do it, but we've been trying to we try to space shit out, you know. Right. No. Absolutely. We seem to be pretty heavy on Weasel sometimes. So we we got to take a break from Weasel now for a while. And yeah. Yeah. But man, it's hard to get it. It's hard to get away from this really good shit, though. You know. Yeah. I mean, so. if you don't want to just talk about shitty bands all the time. Yeah. No, <laughs> right. no. Well, <laughs> we don't want to talk about shitty bands ever, but. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you just got to mix it up, you know. I, Phil, yeah, always cool good. to talk to you, man, and uh, stay safe, dude. You know. Yeah, for sure, Shit's man. If the tornado crazy. doesn't get me, the disease will. Let's hope not. I'll see dude. you later, man. Yep. Sounds easy. good. Later, guys. Bye. Yep. See you, Phil. Bye.
got a million stories, and <laughs> we've still got a million more to hear. So I'm looking forward yeah. to the next one, dude. All right, man. All right. Can you imagine, though, going up to Jerry only and being like that? <laughs> you guys got to practice. Yeah. Well, Jason would be horrified, right? Jason Baygood. <laughs> uh, funny stuff, man. Yeah, it's great. All right, so you're going to read back this nightmare of a story, right? Uh, yeah. and I, I put yeah. a bunch of us into it, so hopefully it's not too terrible. Uh, all right, I don't know how it's going to go, but I know the middle of this is... I'm not going to make it. It's going to be hard for me. Okay. Um, all right. This was a musical one, by the way. Okay. Okay. If you, if you didn't figure that out. Yeah, I was wondering. All right. I love music. I play my cowbell every night, and I write <laughs> songs about dongs as often as I can. I used to be in a band called the Slimy Kitties. We played bald horror punk music, <laughs> which sounds a lot like queefing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um but with a lot of elation put into it. Uh, one day, I got into an argument with Nasty Nate, the lead bass player, and Jody, the backup drummer. <laughs> You're the backup drummer. Nice. Um, I wanted us to play a song about my... <laughs> Sorry, Heather. I wanted us to play a song about my horny third cousin, Heather. <laughs> oh, God. But they insisted that it was far too skanky to play. This made me made me feel very loved. So so I got up and decided to leave the band. I am a solo artist now and I'm currently working on this new song called Eyeball Nipples which is about Phil Hill skating in lacrosse. <laughs> oh, that's crazy stuff. Oh man. Fucking horny third cousin. <laughs> that's some down south shit right there, man. That was that was tough because I they were they're all right next to each other. I knew it was coming. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, fuck. Sorry, um, Heather. <laughs> um, I'm gonna pull out one more, dude. Okay. All right. I need a adjective. Black. I need a another adjective. Rigid. Uh, noun. Banana. Uh, another noun. Ghost. Plural noun. Big feats or. No, Sasquatches, I guess this is how you would say it. Some, squa- Big. some squatches. <laughs> All right. Big feet. I don't know what the plural of. Um, a game. How about... Who screwed you?
I need a plural noun. Take it back to your sixth grade and go with cocks. Verbs ending in ing. This one's different, so. Dancing. I want to dance. I want to dance. I want to sing. I want to be somebody. Um, another one. Another one. Verb ending in ing. Verbing. Vomiting. Vomiting. Yeah. Okay. Plural noun. Teeth. Verbing. Straining. Noun. A squirkin. of the body taint <laughs> taint none of your business <laughs> uh, a place how about the glory hole yeah <laughs> <laughs> can't <laughs> just always go juvenile man I can't help it uh, verbing how about uh, dry humping ending strong here uh, adjective shitty um, number nine Straight up nine? Alright. Uh plural plural noun. Plural noun. How about <laughs> the sixth graders coming back with buttholes. Alright. We're done. That's it. Okay. Alright. I'm gonna Alright, let's uh 
I'll get this together right after this bonus material from this dude. <laughs> yes, from someone. How about a little Ben Weasel? Hey, we didn't ask you, but uh, we didn't ask you about the film. But is that still coming out, or? Yeah, it's just we have to do. We we had it with an editor and uh, a really good editor, in fact. And he just said, you know, for the narrative you're trying to do, you need to shoot more. He said some of the interview footage just isn't there because so many of the people who were interviewed just, you know, I mean, there's just it's just the nature of the thing. There's a lot of self promotion, and I know. When Mike Hunchback was doing the interviews, his his theory was, and I think it was a good theory, his theory was let them prattle on about their bullshit for 55 minutes, and then for five minutes <laughs> out of every hour, we'll try to get something usable, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all self-promotion. It's all, you know, that's just human nature, I guess. But, um, but so we need more, and we don't have the money to do that right now, so it's on hold, but... Um, but yeah, I mean, we still plan on, on finishing it. It's just, it's just, you know, like everything else, we don't have money. And then you throw this into the mix and, and it becomes a lot more difficult to figure out when we'll get it. But but it's from the very, I've only seen a very, very little bit of the footage and, um, it's all sound synced. Our sound guy did a great job with that and, uh, it looks good. It sounds good. And there's there's some good stuff, but there's not quite enough yet for the for the narrative that we want to put together. Um, and so we're just going to have to what I'm hoping we can do is just get Mike and our sound guy out to Chicago. I'll go down to Chicago and we'll complete the interviews with Chicago based people so that we don't have to spend a bunch of money on travel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One trip out to Chicago, and I, you know, it cost me basically nothing to get down there, and uh, like get our guys like Warren Fisher and and Brian Verman, because those guys are good in front of the camera too, and uh, get some of those guys like that, and and just re- that's my hope is that we can do it pretty cheaply. But right now, with things being so up in the air, I, I think it's going to be a while before anybody can commit to to you know having the time to do that. You know, Mike. Mike is self-quarantining. He got stuck over in Belgium. He just got yeah. back days ago, but he was stuck there. For, he went out there for a film festival, and he was stuck for days. Mm. Um, and, you know, the film festival people were putting him up. He was able to get back in, but he's on, I think, a 14-day self-quarantine. So, you know, it's, it's – <sighs> it, and as I told you guys, his shop is temporarily closed down. I mean, it's, it's fucking rough, man. Yeah. It's fucking, yeah. and and what? he'd be, you know, <laughs> he could have, okay, it's not a ton of money, but he could have, you know, some gigs to look forward to that's going to bring in a little bit of money, except, except he can't now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, I mean, everybody's got their story. Everybody's in a tough spot, yeah. but when it comes to projects, unfortunately, almost everything's on hold. Yep. So, all right, guys, it was good to talk to you. Yep. If you need anything else, just shoot me an email. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, let me know if you're in Madison you want to, you know, fuck with those posters. Why not? Yeah, that'd be shot. great. I'll let you know. All right. Yeah. All right, Ben, Thanks. have a great one and stay safe, man. Okay, you Take too. care. All right, dude. Bye. 
material with us and uh ben weasel we love that dude he's so cool definitely all right i'm ready so this one is titled vacations okay that's all i ever all wanted. wanted something we need right now right dude a vacation sounds absolutely fantastic right now man Stayed. 
a vacation is when you take a trip to some black place <laughs> with your rigid family. Usually, you go to some place that is near a banana <laughs> or up on a ghost. A good vacation place is one where you can ride Sasquatches or play Hooskerdoo <laughs> or go hunting for cocks. Damn. I like to spend my time dancing or vomiting. When, <laughs> when parents go on vacation, they spend their time eating three teeth a day, <laughs> and fathers play golf, and mothers sit around straining. Nice. Last summer, my little brother fell in a squirt gun and got poisoned cannabis all oh. over his taint. <laughs> my family is going. My family is going to go to the glory hole, and I will practice humping. Parents need vacations more than kids because parents are always very shitty and because they have to work nine hours every day all year making enough buttholes to pay for vacation. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You gotta make a lot of buttholes to go on vacation. <laughs> so you can go all hunt right. for some cocks. Yeah, go dancing or vomiting. Yeah, yeah. To the staples right. of a good night out. All right, let's do the last one here quick. All right. This one's... It's not let's any just longer. Like, let's just gonna make breeze this through one it and make it fucking stupid, like sixth grade jokes, because right. I'm running out of adjectives. All right, plural noun. Turds. <laughs> We're going to lose our whole audience on this episode. Uh, adverb. Adverb. Smelly. Uh, verb. Shit. This is stupid. <laughs> uh, article of clothing. Thong. Uh, body part. Cock. Adjective. Bald. Noun. Vagina. <laughs> the vajayjay. Uh, yeah. plural noun. Nipples. No eyes involved with this one. Uh, another body part. Earlobes. This one might be the dumbest one we've done. Uh, plural noun. Plural noun. How about um, butt plugs? Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Another body part. Ankle. Noun. Lube. Another noun. Fist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, verb. Verbing. Sucking. Or, no, uh, fucking. Do fucking. Fucking? I was wondering if we were going to bust out a fucking here. Um, do it sometime, right? Yes. <laughs> adjective. Um, throbbing. Uh, another adjective. Pulsating. And a verb. This is it. Um, nut. <laughs> uh, all right. So this is the, going straight back to sixth grade, but a little bit, slightly more clean than it would have been back then. Back then it would have been as gross as possible with my buddies. Talking All right, uh, let's let's do one more bonus thing here. Okay. Right? Sure. Or if we have anybody. I don't know what we got. Maybe we have something. Maybe it's just a song. Who knows?
I don't know who yeah. Lone Wolf is. You should check them out, man. They're really good. <laughs> I have no idea, man. Is You'd it a like pop? them? They're uh, yeah, they're on Stardom, man. Check them out. Uh, Stardom of yeah, they're they're from the Netherlands. They're kind of like a super group, so. You guys know I'm not going to check it out. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> but you should. I should. I will accept that. Okay. <laughs> there you go. If you so, get super so bored record... in quarantine, check them out. Uh, you know, if I hit that point, man, where I'm checking out fucking pop punk bands, I've never heard of. <laughs> we're we're going to be living in the apocalypse, dude. Right. <laughs> D-U-M-M-Y-R-O-O-M. That's right. It's Haley from Haley and the Crushers, and you are hanging out in the dummy room. All right, well, there you have it. Just a little tiny piece of Ben Weasel bonus material. Uh, we thought it was funny. We thought you would, too. So anyways, yeah. so what do we got left, Nate? All right, here we go. This is the uh, how to date the coolest guy or girl in school. Okay. I think this is a train wreck, but let's let's see if we can do it. All right. All right. It's simple. Turn the turds. Make him or her want smelly to date you. <laughs> this is dumb. Uh, make sure you're always dressed to shit each and every day, wearing a thong that you know shows off your cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dressed to shit with your thong. Uh, it shows off your cock to bald. To bald advantage and make your vagina look like a million nipples. Even if the two of you make meaningful earlobes contact... Uh, don't admit it. No hugs or butt plugs. <laughs> Where's to live by, man, in these times wow. that we're living in, man? No hugs, no butt plugs. There you go. No shake. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Just shake his or her ankle firmly. <laughs> and remember, when he or she asks you out, even though a chill may run down your lube, <laughs> uh, and you can't stop your fist from fucking, just... <laughs> That's a problem I've had my whole life. Uh, just play it throbbing. Uh, take a long pause before answering it in a very pulsating voice and say, I'll have to nut it over. <laughs> oh, the dummy room. What's happened to us? <laughs> well, there you go, man. We had yeah. to do something else on this little bonus thing. so yeah. Mix it up. Um, can't take these episodes like our real episodes our real episodes we actually know what we're trying to do they're these real things class. we just kind of dick around and hope something <laughs> happens worth using we'll yeah. see with this one <laughs> um yeah man well anyways uh we we didn't mention uh but it is uh it is uh ramon's day this this week as yeah. you'll find out in a couple days here but um yeah so everybody uh just uh, bust out the Ramones records, man. Oh yeah, and uh, we got something cool coming up on the on the next episode Thursday. Yeah, we do. So wink, wink, right? <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned for that in a few days, and uh, yeah, let's get out of here, dude. This yeah, is let's, long enough. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. We'll uh, we'll see you in a couple days, yeah. and next week uh, we'll see you again, dude. Yeah. Thanks if you listened and uh, if you made it through this damn thing. You know, these minisodes, who knows what's going to happen with those. But yeah, uh, hopefully you so, get a couple chuckles out of that and enjoy and the bonus footage. S- sorry, Heather. 
for making for you real. the horny third cousin. Yeah. Was that it? <laughs> horny third cousin. Hopefully and that Phil. doesn't stick for her. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh no. Uh, yeah, Phil. Yeah. yeah. So the song you wrote about Phil was the uh, about uh, his Phil's eyeball nipples. Phil yeah. might be into that. As long as they don't cry on a spider, we're all good. <laughs> all right, man. We'll uh, we'll see you later. Yep, everybody have a great week. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, see you next week. Yep. Gabba, gabba. Thanks for listening to The Dummy Room. We'll see you on Thursday. Take care and goodbye for now.